Hi, my name's Judy. And I'm Sassy. And together we are Two, two Girls on a Mic. Do 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 elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Girls on a Mic, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything from proposals to Halloween to mental health to sex toys whatever you want to <laughs> you know we should probably do an episode of sex because i don't think we've done that no so we'll add it to the list <laughs> <laughs> but today we have a special guest matt aka sassy's fiance, fiance. That's, right. Yeah. that's right hi everyone it's good to be here <laughs> good to be back it's been a while yeah i don't yeah. think uh i've been on a episode where y'all have been uh, filming. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. So this my. It's what he looks like. This, yeah, this is what I look like. I know. Usually has more beer, but there was a yeah. mishap there. Yeah, that's a funny story. Yeah, we didn't say that on the proposal one. We did not. It's a story oh. for another time. Yeah, story for another time. But, but uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Matt is here today. He's Veterans Day is two days away. It's mm-hmm. this coming Friday, and yeah. we just we wanted to do something in regards to mental health. In the veteran community, obviously, I, myself, and Judy have not been in the service. Right. But we both are with people who were. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like that's a topic that not a lot of people talk about is veterans and mental health. Right. Right? Because there's – I've met two different types of veterans. Some that they're like, oh, no, it's okay. It's whatever. Like, I don't need that stuff. Like, I I made it through it. Right. And then there's people that do open up. So Mm -hmm. we have – Matt here to kind of <laughs> shine line to yeah shine shine light to that topic because I feel like a lot of veterans are you know you have that image of a veteran like you know they're very strong and you know they went in there and they you know served the country and obviously if you were in combat you see a lot of shit and you're not gonna come back the same person yeah but a lot of veterans like to downplay that i'm like oh i'm good like you know we're Mm -hmm. fine but in reality they struggle with mental health where they feel like they can't reach up reach out to anybody because there's that stigma where you guys have to be you know strong Mm -hmm. so but before we get into the topic Mm -hmm. how's your week been matt yeah (laughs) it's been great yeah i've uh i'm working on a couple of new projects those are those are those are Freaking awesome. I like to be able to have time uh, to, I don't know, have the freedom to work on passion projects, mm-hmm. which, you know, being on topic, comparatively, when I was enlisted, had no time for anything at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 been good. It's been really good. And I got been spending it with my puppy <laughs> and Aww. my fiance and my friends. And it's really nice. Nice. Yeah. That's about the same. I haven't been, I've been here with Freddie, with Matt, mm-hmm. kind of just going through a period, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. changes. Like the weather's changing here. It's yeah. really cold for no reason. Or Californians, okay? <laughs> Californians, it's like yeah. <clears throat> 70 degrees, so that's cold. <laughs> it's actually been in the 60s. It has, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and crisp. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. all wearing our sweaters today. <laughs> yeah, it's chilly. I didn't bring socks and like my oh, feet are freezing. Right. <laughs> Your little icicles. <laughs> a little bit, because my feet tend to always be cold. Mm. I can be wearing, like, those fuzzy warm socks. Yeah. My feet are still frozen in there. Yeah. It Damn, help. that sucks. <laughs> uh, that just might be my anemic, though. Oh. 
you know, I've always suffered. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a little anemic. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. The past couple of times, I went to go see my doctor, mm-hmm. and they do blood work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey, man, you're uh, you're Border losing line? blood." <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> you've uh, you've been noticing any blood loss anywhere? I'm like, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just eat a lot of hot Cheetos. <laughs> if you if you catch my drift. So I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. So he gave me pills for it, mm-hmm. like vitamins. Okay, has that been helping you think? Or did you not I, even? I notice? don't know. I, I honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't noticed anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm older now, so I have to take supplements and stuff, like yeah. extra vitamins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't I don't know what it's like to be anemic. <laughs> like, Do you bruise easily? Anemic. No. Let's find out. <laughs> and honestly, the hands so that we can see it. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember the last time I had a bruise. Oh wow! Interesting. Hey. I don't know what other really. stuff, but I I bruise so easily, uh-huh. and Joey's big ass head always like <laughs> he tosses it everywhere when we're laying down. Uh-huh. So my legs are always bruised up. I'm mm. like, jeez, people might think that Derek beats me or something, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just my own son. <laughs> Dang. That's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> All right, for Thankful Thursday, you remember what Thankful Thursday is about? Uh, I am thankful for. <laughs> Uh, I'm thankful for the loves of my life, two of whom, or sorry, three of whom are in this room right now. (laughs) And uh, I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for all the blessings I've got in my life and uh, that I'm still here. Mm, Nice. So far. So it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm thankful for friends. This week has been filled with kind of meeting up with you guys Mm -hmm. and it's nice because again, like staying home all the time gets a little lonely, even though Matt's here now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a relationship. You're going to get sick with each other sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just not today. Not yeah. today. Not today. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have our moments. Like the other day, I was in my office and he was on the couch watching TV and mm-hmm. I was watching my TV. <laughs> oh, nice. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's important to have space. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I am thankful for a colder weather, even though I hate the cold, but <laughs> I feel like that initiates like, okay, it's a different season, season like Christmas this year. I know it's mm. only November. Relax. Okay. But <laughs> once Halloween passes to me, it's Christmas, Christmas season already. And I live with the Grinch. So Derek's like, <laughs> it's only November. What about the turkey? Like he gave me a whole lecture about it. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like I yeah. don't care. <laughs> he hates he hates the fact that people skip over Thanksgiving. Because it's his favorite holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just like, hmm. fine. I'll wait till like November, f- mid-November to put up a tree or whatever. <laughs> I guess. That's funny. <laughs> Why not just put up a tree with Thanksgiving decorations? Because then I have to buy uh, Thanksgiving decorations, and I don't want to fill it up with, like, turkey. <laughs> what else? I mean, you could put, like, fall leaves. A cornucopia. There's, there's, yeah, a cornucopia. There's, uh... What uh, else? <laughs> pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin. I guess, right? Squash. S- yeah, squash. Tamales. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I always I I always think of the Bob's Burger episode where Linda puts up the Christmas tree and um what's his name? What's his name? Bob Bob. Bob, uh, Bob is like <clears throat> Linda it's, it's the day after uh uh oh what is it? Halloween. Jesus, mm-hmm. I forgot. What. <laughs> it's like it's the day after Halloween. It's like okay, so 
what's your point? <laughs> it's not Halloween anymore. <laughs> it's Halloween all year round. It is. For some. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on to the topic of the episode. Yep. We both know a lot about you, um, but they don't. The listeners don't. So do you kind of just want to go into what you were doing in the – you were in the Army. You can start there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I enlisted – I enlisted in the Army back in 2010. A uh, fun fact, Derek and I were originally going to enlist in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Derek was the one who inspired me to, to enlist. Before that, I didn't really know what I wanted to do necessarily. You know, I had an idea that – <laughs> I wanted Derek and I wanted to open up a, a mechanic shop oh, slash remember. taco shop. Oh, I don't. So remember the that. tacos was his idea because <laughs> you know we we like cars and we wanted to work on race cars back then. Mm. Uh, so I went to college for a little bit for like literally two months after high school, and I realized, damn, dude, I suck. <laughs> I was I was only taking two classes. I was taking auto mechanics one hundred and one and Japanese one hundred and one. Why would you take Japanese? Because I wanted to go to Japan. Oh, and like do stuff there because you know, car stuff. And I like oh, I like okay, I like Japanese it. cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, fast forward. Derek calls me one night while I was uh, closing up shop at my sister's place, and he tells me he's enlisting. And I realized, dang, dude, I need to do something with my life too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was gonna join the army. He's like, no, dude, don't join, don't join the army, dude. It's a bunch of bunch of wusses and stuff. <laughs> And I was like, damn, dude, you're right. <laughs> and uh, and then we, we were doing our thing with, uh, with the Marine Corps a little bit in the pulley program. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Not, nothing wrong with the Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something about it that didn't feel right to me. And, I, and, you know, Derek and I grew up together. We do almost everything together. So I was like, hey, dude, real talk. Have you ever seen a fat Marine before? <laughs> Because we like to eat, dude. You know what I mean? He's like, damn, you're right. So we enlisted in the Army and because <laughs> they had a, a little looser standards back then. Mm-hmm. And we enlisted. We left in 2011. I enlisted as a motor transport operator with an air, airborne contract. Uh, motor transport operators, just we're a truck driver, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, mind you, I could have done other jobs. Anything other than like an engineer, I could have done. Mm-hmm. Like... Something else that piqued my interest was a, a UAV operator, a, U, a UAV pilot, right? So those unmanned aerial vehicles. Mm. But I don't uh, – I ended up going with motor transport operator because it was a shorter school time. It was only eight mm. weeks, and I wanted to come back home, right? Mm. Uh, hindsight, I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have thought about my future better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's okay. And uh, it kind of aligned with my interests at the time, too, because I like driving, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, fuck it, dude. I'll learn how to drive anything with wheels. And I did. And it was great. And I got to meet some really great people. I met my best Army friend there, uh, James Carpenter, literally from day one. He's a great dude. Uh, and then we went to airborne school together in Georgia, jumped out of airplanes. That was great. And I got stationed at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, which is now, fun fact, um, uh, they changed the name to Fort Liberty. The reason mm. why they changed it to Fort Liberty is because Bragg was the name of a Confederate general no. during the Civil War. And the government's doing a thing right now where they're scrubbing anything from mm. the Confederacy. Oh, good. Right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. 
And I was, I fucking lived there for like five years. <laughs> so, yep. And um, that's what I was doing. I had one combat deployment in Afghanistan. Uh, we, we were there in 2012. And yeah, I came back and less than a year after I came back from my deployment, I had a really, I had a bad jump and I fucked up my back and I couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't meet physical standards anymore, Mm -hmm. but luckily I was able to hold on long enough to complete my active duty contract. Mm -hmm. So I came back home in 2015. How crazy is it to like, how old were you when uh, 9-11 happened? Oh, I was, um, I was 10 years old. So how crazy it is that at, you were 10 years old and then you still went to that same war as an adult. It's super crazy. Which is insane that mm. it, it's, you were 10 and you still managed to be part of that. Yeah. That same war. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's even crazier that like it didn't really end mm. until recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like last year or something. Yeah. It's 20 years, over 20 years. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we go into mental health, it's also physical health too, because you mentioned that you messed up your back. Mm. And I don't know if everybody knows this. I didn't. Disability is a thing. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned how you amongst a lot of other veterans wait to go to the VA to get your disability rating. Yeah. I was one of those I was one of those guys that was really prideful. Mm. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it's just a product of the environment I was working in, but I was a uh, you know, back when I was in it, the 82nd Airborne Division, it's we have this saying called a high speed low drag, which means you operate at high efficiency mm-hmm. and low drag means you got to you got to tuck away or sweep away or put away all your inefficiencies, right? Mm-hmm. And all these weaknesses and stuff. You got to be part of the fight always, mm-hmm. no matter what form or shape it comes in. So there's a lot of people in my unit and my division were just, they would get injured on something, but they wouldn't go to the you know hospital for it, which is something the army told us, you, sh- you should do that, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to leave a paper trail. You got to leave, mm-hmm. you, you have medical records. Yeah. But I didn't do that. You know, if I... uh if I had like some minor injuries or something, I never really, I never documented it. I just mm. took some ibuprofen and then just drank some water and and moved on. And moved on, right? That's what he used to tell us: walk it off. Mm. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think they did that to like, I don't think they did that necessarily to screw people over, mm-hmm. right? For people who who want to get a disability mm-hmm. when they get out. I think it's it's a cultural thing. It was a cultural thing. Yeah. I, I'm going to say was because I don't know how it is now. Okay. But how it was back then, that's the environment I was in. That's the environment I worked in. It's nobody cares if if you're not dead and you you still got functional arms and legs, you can still breathe and shit, you can still you're still cognizant, your ass is getting work, you know, mm. with everyone else cuz you have no excuses cuz there's no such thing as individualism. Right. It's that's what basic training is for. That's what boot camp is for. Mm-hmm. It's not just to teach you the basics of soldiering. It's to break down who you were, who you are mm-hmm. as the individual and learn how to work as a unit, as a as as a whole. 
right? So that's why, like, in, in you hear stories and you see in movies and shows all the time of boot camp basic training where everybody gets punished for one person's fuck up. Mm. That's that's part of the training. That's the process mm. of mental breakdown. I mean, another perspective is you're getting brainwashed into a cult. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's all about perspective. Right. But, um, I'm grateful for that, you know? So, you know, I'm grateful for that culture because it instilled this type of work and discipline for me, you know, that, which I will admit is, it has softened for the past few years because I'm not fit anymore. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's okay. Um, I mean, the important thing is that you like we're able to put that aside now. Yes, yes. And thing is, I, like Derek, Derek was smart and he got it, he got his claim immediately as he was getting out. Because like I said, you know, it's, he, he, he knew what he had to do. And even when I was getting out, I was so prideful. I was like, I don't need, I don't need that shit, man. Like, I'm fine, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, I was in denial about, yeah about all the things that are wrong with me. And like, the thing is, no one ever really talked about the mental stuff, right? No one ever really talks about that. Like, whenever whenever we think of post-traumatic stress, we think of waking up from, from cold sweats, right? Mm-hmm. Having nightmares, which at one point I did. I, I was like that. I was pretty messed up when I came back. And, uh, but that's what, it, you know, that's what people think it is. But- mm-hmm. I learned that no, it's it's more than that too. It's it bleeds into your everyday habits. It bleeds into your everyday routines. It bleeds into the the way you talk to people, the way you talk to yourself, the way you think of yourself, and so on and so forth. Like one of my my thing is, which I still struggle with today, is crowds, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think not not that I want to self diagnose or anything like that, but I don't think it's social anxiety because i i like to think i'm a very sociable person Mm -hmm. but being in a crowd full of people makes me uncomfortable because i don't know who's in that crowd Mm -hmm. right Right? and it's a it's like security right it's stuff i've been trained for um yeah i've noticed that like when whenever we go out like you and derek you have like this communication with your eyes where you're like hey you scan the room, make sure you look, okay, where are the exits? Where mm-hmm. like these, yeah. you guys are very particular, like, because I'll see you guys. I'm like, it's so crazy that you guys can easily communicate with your eyes and know, okay, we have to do this. And it just goes back to that training that you guys have. Yeah. And I, I know it took Derek a while to kind of let go of a lot of that mentality that, mm-hmm. that it wasn't still in you guys. And I mean, you guys were in there for years. So, I mean, it, I would assume it's hard to drop some of those habits, but I know like one of the things that Derek said, the reason why he has social anxiety is because before in the crowds that he was in, everybody was in uniform. So you knew that they were an ally, Mm -hmm. that each of you had your back. So when you're in a room full of, you know, civilians, you don't know who really has your back and who you can trust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and yeah, you know, I think Derek and I have this similar issue, but just slight differences, right? Mm-hmm. But on the surface, it's still, it's still, you know, it's still a, a, a mental issue, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, that's one thing I still struggle with. But um, yeah, anyway, 
So those are things that no one really taught us. No one talked to us about that. Mm-hmm. The phys- and again, it wasn't until recently, I would say like, I don't know, what, 2020, where I started um, going into. Yeah, I went through the process of getting my claim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say the reason, the biggest reason why wasn't because I came to terms with my issues is because of other reasons. Like, for example, that was the year that my dad decided to retire, which is a terrible year because everybody, because the mm-hmm. pandemic hit, right? Yeah. So damn, dude, this fucking sucks. And also you started living here too, mm-hmm. living with me and, you know, I was, I was very serious about the relationship obviously and <laughs> you know i i told myself like all right dude you you should probably like get as much money from whatever in, income sources that you can mm-hmm. and also you need to hop on your freaking your benefits cuz at this point it's kind of ridiculous so yeah unfortunately i didn't have that revelation right i didn't have that that epiphany of you know, coming to terms. It's kind of like the first step towards, what is it, like uh, um, addiction recovery is recognizing you have a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't recognize that I had that problem, right? But I'm glad that I had those factors force me to do that because, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it helps tremendously. And I think now you're at a good point where you know it's okay that if you're feeling some type of way inside or out, you're vocal about it. You're not yes. trying to hide it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did you get to that point to be able to, I guess, be self-aware and be able to vocalize that? Oh, it's because of her. It's because of Cece. Well, I also think it's a lot of other things. Like you were going to see a therapist for a while, if you're comfortable talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I went when I went to go talk to that therapist... It was for it was a screening process. I needed to see the therapist for uh for my disability stuff. But I don't know, like to be honest, those sessions, um it they those sessions weren't meant for for me to work out my issues. It was to express what my issues are. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gone to therapy since then. Which, you know, I should, but I haven't jumped on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's because uh, through my relationship with Cecilia, mm-hmm. I've I've learned to speak, to uh, truly express. Communicate. And communicate, yeah. Whereas before, I, I didn't. I did that macho shit where I just... Shut down. I just locked it away, mm-hmm. push it down, and just keep moving forward right Mm -hmm. and i don't do that anymore necessarily Mm -hmm. right no i I mean i talk to you about stuff yeah and everybody has their own ways of you know going through disagreements arguments Mm -hmm. whatever i think the closest you get to that is like we are different in arguments Mm -hmm. where i right away want to get to it solve it and he likes to take his time by himself Mm -hmm. and like we both come to like a middle ground where okay, he can take some time, just not too much. <laughs> and I'll like kind of back off a little bit right. before we have like the talk. And that's funny because that's the way I was with Derek in the beginning. <laughs> like I wanted to solve it there and then and he needed his space. Mm-hmm. And like slowly I was like, okay, if I'm pushing, 
I'm just going to create a bigger issue. Yeah. So I've learned to like now step away and whenever he's ready, because I'm like, okay, we're married. Like, what is he going to do? Leave me. <laughs> I'm going to have to sign that paperwork before. <laughs> but I think it gets to the point where you are in a trusting relationship where you're like, okay, we can work this out. And you mm-hmm. learn the, the way your partner, you know, deals with yeah. certain things. And that way you, you become self-aware. Okay. This is how they deal with these kind of situations. Let me tailor that as well. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. way to avoid any additional yeah arguments Mm -hmm. so with veterans with just normal everyday civilians i think it really is about who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and yes you could have a great um inner circle Mm -hmm. but in the end it is going to be you who has to make that call to go for it right absolutely absolutely i think uh an issue for a lot of veterans at least my generation of veterans and older, because again, I don't really know a lot of like younger vets. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how the process is now because I don't know what the culture is like now mm. in the military, at least in the army. Right? I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's gotten better or worse. I don't know. But you know, for people who are in the same time as me or the people who are in my generation of, of, of veterans. I think it's important to, to accept that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, dude, if I don't know if, if you're fucking shot in the leg, right. Or you're shot somewhere. You could dress the wound and whatever, right? You apply your tourniquets and do whatever, all that, all that combat life-saving stuff. But that does, but eventually you're going to have to go to the fucking hospital and get looked at, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you don't die and you get back to, you get back home and you get back, get back to your base or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go see the doctor. You're going to have to get the, get that wound taken care of. Right. And it's the same thing with mental issues, right? It's the me- same thing with mental health. You can only push it away for so long before it starts festering before it before it becomes infected right yeah Mm -hmm. so realize that it's okay to not be okay realize that you're not superhuman you're whatever you know like even if you think there's nothing wrong you should probably go go get checked Mm -hmm. for something dude it's like i don't know man you you don't think you got STDs, but you better go get fucking checked anyway, bro. Like, I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> just saying, you never know, you know. So, yeah. So my question would be like, how easy does the VA make it accessible for like you guys to talk to a therapist, or if you need to get seen, anything like that? Is it um, easy to get a hold of those kind of resources, mm-hmm. or is it like? us in the civilian world where it's, a process. it's such a like i've been wanting to see a therapist but it's just so draining to th- even think about trying to get it that i'm like eh, off-putting to me mm-hmm. yeah uh i am happy to say that now it is easy it is mm-hmm. very easy whereas comparatively used to hear stories of like nightmare stories of how mm-hmm. bad the va was right yeah. long lines and blah 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 in my experience so far, it has been very easy. I mean, dude, I can set up all my appointments online mm-hmm. and it's great. And they get back to me right away. I mean, yeah. Do I have to do a couple appointments here and there before I I get to see whatever doctor I'm supposed to see? Mm-hmm. Sure. 
because there's going to be screenings, right? There's right. going to be like, hey, you, you got to go to your clinic first, mm-hmm. which is different from the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Go to your clinic and get your vitals checked. Go see your provider first before you want to go do the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'd rather deal with that than fucking constantly like the old school way of doing shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thankfully, it is super easy, which definitely gives other veterans no excuse. Mm-hmm. They can't, you can't, and even the disability claiming process, I started it online. Oh. Whereas, com, whereas compared to a few years ago when I first got out, you couldn't do it online. You had to do it through paperwork mm-hmm. and you had to go see someone. You had to go through all this shit, old mm-hmm. school shit, right? Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to do that, man. You just do it on your fucking phone if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally no excuse now. That's good. It's good to hear. Well, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> what? I, I um, thought you were going to respond soon. No, I'm just looking at your computer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. thanks for joining us. Uh, I think it was a good conversation, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, maybe some people need to hear it, whether you're a veteran or not. I feel like this conversation could still help you either way. Or even if you know of a veteran, mm-hmm. you always want to check in with them um, because some may have a good support system, others mm-hmm. may not. And, you know, you just have to kind of always check in on on those friends of yours because they may need you know that extra little push Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and if and if i may say uh i am very fortunate i am very lucky uh all things considered i have a amazing support system of friends and family i am blessed with a lot of things and i recognize that and just like you two said some people aren't as lucky right Mm -hmm. so if if I could leave with some parting words to any other veterans who are going to watch and listen to this is I'm going to use some, some tough love here is stop being a little bitch and go get it done. Right? Like just go get it done, dude. If I don't care what excuses you got, Oh, I got this going on. I don't need this. I don't give a fuck. Just go do it. Do yourselves a favor and go fucking get that shit done. The worst thing that can happen is that they'll give you some claim some percentage and oh no now you're getting some fucking money to help your situation out boo fucking who <laughs> fuck off go 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 fucking do it i'm out well, with, <laughs> with those kind words of mad uh we will oh do you want to oh. give your instagram oh yeah your podcast? oh the plug yeah yeah y'all could catch me at matt Boonkampar on all platforms except for snapchat I was just reminded that Snapchat existed last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Fucking, I hate Snapchat. So you find my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Matt Boonkampar. Uh, be sure to also check out our other podcast called This Podcast Too. It's our sister podcast. Our sister podcast, yes. The brother <laughs> podcast, it's like me and Steve. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter. matter. Uh, anyway, the affiliate podcast uh, at This Podcast Too, where we talk about nerdy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And probably some disgusting stuff too. I don't know. We're pretty raunchy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, for our podcast, everything's at Two Girls and a Mic, and Judy and I's personal one are in the description. But with that being said, you'll see us on the next one. Bye. Bye. See ya.